My name is Lex Durkin. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's new pastime is photoshopping Bernie Sanders' faces onto the bodies of attractive supermodels and pretending he's hidden on her in a bar. There's no single word in the English language to describe this level of sadness. Today's show is sponsored by the power of prayer. I once prayed for a puppy and all I got was a beating from my drunk stepdad. It only works most of the time. The power of prayer. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh... Matt, I know you, uh, I can't remember, right? you either liked or don't like Amy Schumer. I think it was both, a love-hate relationship with her. Uh, you all hate all female comedians because you don't believe women can be funny. <laughs> also, she's fat, which means you're turned on her, but, but also, uh, you know, you can't stand her. Um, Amy Schumer, who's like the, I mean, there's no more bigger darling in America right now than Amy Schumer. She's on everything. She's getting every show. She's winning every award. She's friends with Jennifer Lawrence. She's on every Barbara Walters special. She's featured. But she met a 17-year-old boy recently who's like a movie critic or does some blogging thing, whatever it is. And he met her. And Amy Schumer's famous for doing dirty jokes, of course, about her. She talks a lot about her pussy, which is fair game for her. And this little 17-year-old kid made a joke to her online, social media, said, basically, I had a good time with you last night, intimating that, like, you know, he had sex with her the night before. He was obviously joking. But this got a response from Amy Schumer where she was offended by the fact that a boy would make a joke about her being sexually promiscuous and stuff like that. Is this not the biggest double standard? This is a leading question. Matt, is this not the biggest double standard in the entire world to have a girl, a female community who could talk about her sexuality and promiscuity, but if someone else makes a joke about it, she gets offended as a woman? Yeah, it did seem like a little bit of a double standard. I mean, the kid, I don't think was being malicious. I think he thought that she would think that his joke was funny it wasn't anything too aggressive it was just uh, i spent nah, the night I was like i was gonna Schumer. i'm gonna fuck you in your throat later on tonight it was like <laughs> yeah, I mean, he made a joke about oh i hope i whatever you know let's have breakfast when we wake up in the morning or some shit like that you know yeah i mean you know she talks about being promiscuous like that's kind of a lot of what her act is and so and her whole last, and her whole big movie yeah wreck. so it seemed odd that she would kind of get mad at the kid especially when he's a kid you know it's like he didn't he's a nerdy 17 year old kid who's like a, a blogger film reviewer blogger or whatever and this was like his highlight to meet her i just i feel like there's always that double standard and you know nothing against humor personally but it's like when you sort of identify as a feminist it's this whole license of like i can tell you what's appropriate and what's not and the definition kind of changes uh, from minute to minute um i mean like i was watching i was with my mom we were watching the Stephen it's a cute, is this a cute story coming up <laughs> well no, i was like she Schumer uh, is telling the story about how she stole Katie Kirk's phone and texted her husband, like, I want to have anal sex tonight. Yes, I remember that. Which story. was, you know, like maybe a little bit much when your mom's <laughs> in the room. But if I told that story, I would be considered like a dangerous criminal. Oh, yeah. Katie Kirk would have you arrested. <laughs> It'd be like a court order against you, like ever going to New York or something like that. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like she's she's taking that license a little bit far. So, like, women can say shit. You know, it's sort of like the whole thing with black comedians could always say things about blacks, you know, make jokes about blacks. And But if white comedians make fun of blacks, it's considered racist. Right. Like, off limits. So, if you're a woman, you can say, because you're a feminist, you can talk about your sexuality, your vagina, and men men's cocks and shit like that because it's 2015 and you're a woman but if a man says something to you even an innocuous 17 year old kid nerd kid makes a dirty joke you can also have the right to be really offended as a woman right yeah yeah that's a pretty sure. awesome power superpower to have isn't it yeah i mean you get the best of both worlds which i mean you kind of the more you break it down that is kind of what the whole thing's about right you know it's like You'll, you'll go to dinner with some chick and she'll espouse her feminist beliefs and then she won't think twice about splitting the bill with you. And that's kind of how it works. Wow, you really, it's really turned ugly. This conversation turned ugly. <laughs> you should talk to your mom more often about this. I agree. I agree. I think it's, 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 uh, look, if you're going to, it's one of, it's hard, I think, for people to understand that celebrities and comedians and entertainers that they have a stage persona and people don't really get, a lot of people don't understand that. Like it may be, you know, you know, it may be just an act that she's not really that liberated and she's not really that sex talking in, in her private life. Right. And it's really hard for some people to understand it. So they just assume people are like their act is. And I think it's really hard for some celebrities and entertainers to like live that 24 seven when they're out in public and people are like, you know, everyone wants to pretend to box Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Everybody assumes, you know, whatever action hero knows how has a gun and knows how to use weapons and shit like that. Yeah. It, you know, Tom Cruise is a tough guy who hangs on the side of planes. It's not really true. He's like five, seven, 140 and he cries a lot. Um, it's probably tough to live that, but if you're going to like sell that, you do sort of have an obligation to kind of keep that up right in your public life. Yeah. And not I mean, be, a, not be a, not be an ass about it at least. Yeah. 
you know, it's not hurting anyone to just, you know, ignore something. But maybe she was having a bad day or whatever. I mean, I get it, too. Like By bad day, you mean her? she was on, on the rag? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just checking. Period. Uh, yeah, just checking. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like, yo, you know, you don't you don't know me like that. Like, we're not friends. Like, yeah. You don't get to make fun of me if, if I don't know you. You got to take that shit. In, I mean, if you're a porn star, imagine the comments you get if you're a porn star like that in your public life. Right. Uh, you know, you get all sorts of nasty comments, I'm sure. But that's sort of like that's the nature of the beast. I mean, you're a public figure known for your getting fucked. So you're gonna get you're gonna get shit like that. By the way, speaking of vaginas, vaginas and, and periods, isn't that really like another great double standard women have, where they can whenever they're bitchy or mean or say something bad, they can say they were they were they were on their cycle or and they're menstruating, they really and they're sorry and everyone forgives them. Yeah, guys don't really have that. You can't really. There's no comparable thing for guys where they can say like you know, sorry, horm- I was hormonally, you know, it is crazy this time of month. <laughs> so I'm sorry I said shit about you. It's really hard to mention periods to women, you know, to broach the subject because sometimes a, a woman will be saying and acting like an insane person yeah. and you'll kind of have to go is it possible you know just a theory just floating it out there yeah is it possible that you're on your period right now and then that oh, no, never that's a bad move no well. it's a bad move we all have to pretend like the world is somehow it's the world's fault right no you don't bring that sh- even with amy shimmer everyone bring that shit off god she'd probably <laughs> fucking throw her tampon at you then have you arrested uh it's horrible i feel sorry for the seven-year-old boy but also at the same time you got to realize that you know these entertainers are not exactly like they appear in public and Amy Schumer may be a decent enough person, yeah. but you can't just expect because someone has an act or they play a certain role on TV that that's how they are all the time. So to treat women with respect, isn't that really the highest, the highest order? You should, but I mean, I remember listening to some podcast, I think it might've been Joe Rogan's podcast and Amy Schumer was on there and she was telling a story about how she was like, went to like jerk this guy off and like his dick was really small and like... It's kind of like mean spirited, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it wasn't. So she wasn't calling him a small dick in a nice way. No, it wasn't the complimentary version of like, his dick was so tiny. I feel I could like she, find it. she, that behavior is exactly what she's condemning on the other side. Yeah, but it's an act. I mean, she's on a show. Then she's in, she's acting, yeah. right? She may be very demure in pub, in private. Who knows? And maybe she really is more feminine and demure, but she, in her public, she does a thing. And it's a, it's a fine line, I think. I, 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 like I said, I feel bad for this kid. I don't feel bad for Amy because she's making bank right now doing, doing this shit. Yeah. But at some level, I think if you're like, if you're Jean Claude Van Damme, you can't act like a total pussy in public. You have to at least, <laughs> at least throw back a fake karate kick to the dude who's giving you the karate kick yeah. and just laugh about it. You can't go, dude, why are you touching me? Right, that's right. just, that's <laughs> not going to fly. All right, Amy, lighten up. I mean, literally lighten up. She's looking pretty heavy these days. She's used, used to work on that shit. No comment. And 17 year old bloggers, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Go back to school. All right, Matt, I know uh, someday uh, before you die, which is like maybe early 40s, uh, <laughs> you're going to pen your memoirs and tell all the amazing stories uh, from your childhood and your teens and your 20s and the amazing 30s, which are the new teens. Uh, Mary Louise Parker, who we all were waiting breathlessly for her memoirs to come out, I think, if I had my top three list of memoirs. And by the way, what are fucking memoirs? It's just, I have no idea. They used to be called autobiography. I don't get what it is. It just seems like you're waffling a lot as part of the genre. I think to me, it's an autobiography you write before you die, right? Like old people should write memoirs. Like it's the kind of thing like you write and then you die. Everyone goes, oh, thank God he finished his memoirs before he died. But she's like 51. She's in good health. This memoir seems a little early Doesn't for memoir her. also mean you can kind of lie and get away with it? Like no one's fact-checking this Well, stuff? that's autobiography, too. Have you read one of the presidential autobiographies? They're always like they put out in the campaign trail. <laughs> it's always, somehow they always, save children. they always save children from burning cars or some shit like that. There's always some, you know, everyone's rewriting history. And it's fine. And she's an actress that people sort of know, but probably most people couldn't even name her. Um, so she put out a memoir instead of... She doesn't really have amazing stories. So instead of amazing stories, she just did this thing where she wrote a memoirs and she framed her life stories, some of the interesting stories from her life, in the form of letters to men, like correspondence, fictionalized correspondences to men. Follow me here. This is really difficult to understand because <laughs> it took me like three days to figure it out. <laughs> so she'd write letters as herself, but about a fictionalized version of real things that happened to her. So like, for instance, one famous thing happened to Mary Louise Parker. She was uh, hooked up with Billy Crudup, the actor, and she got knocked pregnant, and they were together for a few years. And she, when she was like seven months pregnant, Billy Crudup left her to go fuck Claire Danes, which is pretty, pretty fucking mind-blowing because I don't know who <laughs> fucks Claire Danes. That's just like, that's not the person you expect people to leave for, you know, some siren. It's not like Angelina Jolie, some siren. Uh, so she wrote a letter. In her memoir, there's a letter, Dear Mr. Cab Driver, and she's like, portrays herself as a seven-month pregnant woman who's like all alone and single and left, been abandoned by her ma- her baby daddy. So, And she doesn't mention Billy's name. It's all fictionalized. And then she does a letter where it's like, 
dear uncle so-and-so, she's writing a letter from Africa, about, from Ethiopia, telling what Ethiopia is like. And this is really about the real time that she went to Ethiopia and got her black celebrity baby. Do you have a black celebrity baby, by the way? Not yet. Yeah, your memoirs are going to suck. <laughs> so we're next week and we're all going to Africa to get black babies. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so she wrote that. So it's a fictionalized account of that. First question, uh, is there any possible reason why a man would ever read this crap? And two, uh, is there any reason why an actress has memoirs and, and would have stories? Like, if she wasn't an actress and she was some other profession writing the exact same stories about, oh, blue, you're a single mom, that's a real story. <laughs> this, is, this, is autobiography. this doesn't rise to the level of memoirs, does it? Well... You know, I would say I didn't read them, did, uh, uh, which I think you did. I would say that, you know, that we can hold out the small chance that she's like the next Cormac McCarthy and just like a super talented writer. There's that possibility. Is that the case or no? No, it's okay. not the case. So, yeah, I don't... I she just, writes a very romantic... <laughs> it's a very... It's clearly made for women, right? This is like... To me, it's like fictionalized... She's fictionalized her, her life story to make it interesting to women readers. And, you know, then it's not really a memoir. It's a sort of a... No, let's just call it a novel, right? Yeah, about non-interesting stories that happen to a <laughs> a wealthy single mom who now lives like in a farm, restoring farmhouses in Vermont or something like that. Like if a wealthy, well-to-do guy wrote about his life, essentially glorifying his life, he'd be considered a, a major douchebag, right? Can you think of like a TV series actor you'd want to read their memoirs about, like you know their relationships and their. They're, they're things they do, they've done in their life. I would read, like, Wilt Chamberlain's memoirs, for well, sure. Well, yeah, The 10,000 Women's Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's what guys would read. You're not going to read, like... Let's say she's like, working with Bradley Whitford was, like, the most amazing experience <laughs> of life. Like, first of all, you have to go Google Bradley Whitford, figure out who he is, and realize she's on a few TV shows, and she's an okay actress. But there really aren't, like, you know, you don't... She doesn't rise the level of, like... She wasn't stopping, like, the Cuban Missile Crisis, or she wasn't, like, you know... Running, yeah. running spies in the Soviet Union or something like that. There's no like immediately like interesting story of her life. So it's just like a romance fan fiction for women kind of thing. And she's calling it her memoirs. And it's by the way, it's called Dear Mr. Man. Oh, um, yeah. So, so if that didn't pop up on your Amazon, uh, Google throwing the gender thing in there. It's all the letters are all to men, which I think she sees herself as a feminist. Of course, a feminist means I don't have a father for my babies. Or a job. Uh, or, or a job, per se. Uh, but she's living off her nice SAG residuals and stuff like that and, and, and doing all this stuff. Just can't, can we, should there be a law where only certain, lot of, certain interesting people are allowed to write memoirs? I mean, and can I make, can I decide who that is? <laughs> I don't know who else is, is discussing this besides you, but clearly nobody, there is a market nobody. for it, right? Is she selling this New York Times, uh, you know, book reviewer? And I read the New York Times. Uh, she wrote this gushing letter about how, like, I thought it was going to be horrible. It was the most amazing thing I ever read. I'm like, what? Like, how many? You're the New York Times book reviewer. You probably read a lot of books. This can't be the most amazing thing. It's this, this whole thing. It touched her as a woman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been touched as a woman, by the way, before? I don't think so. No, you probably wouldn't like the memoirs. Right, let's, <laughs> let's suffice it to say, if you don't have like 10 really strong stories in your life, don't write a fucking memoir. Yeah, I want to hear yeah, international conspiracies, bomb threats, you yeah. know, like sledding, like Olympics, luge, like some crazy shit. Or know? just name the people you fucked. That's, yeah. Is that so hard? She took all the names out. At the like, very least. I mean, you got to do something to make it interesting. Yeah. you talking about going to Africa is not all that exciting. No, Lizzie Lohan's list, she got drunk and, and left behind at a restaurant with the 35 dudes she fucked in Hollywood. Yeah. Was more interesting than this, was more interesting than this memoir. <laughs> at least it was, I don't know, it was honest, actually, but at least it was interesting. You read the name, like, and every, every week they released 10 more names. Like, who's on the fucking list? And fuck that Lizzie Lohan. At least I'm looking forward to that. The great thing is, you know you're a really attractive woman when everyone denies being on your sex list. <laughs> That's the first thing they do, like, that's not a good sign. That can't be comforting for your esteem as a woman. Right. When, like, you know, you, you, your leaked sex list comes out and everybody on it denies they had sex with you. I That's- feel like that list is almost comparable to, like, the Sheen list where, like, you, you have to go to a doctor. If, you know, if, if you're fucking someone who's on that list, like, you need to get checked. Oh, yeah, the, the list of your Eskimo brothers is really, really pretty <laughs> tragic. So just just James Franco alone, you got you to gotta get checked out by a Swedish scientist on that one. <laughs> All right, no more memoirs. That's what I'm declaring. No more memoirs. And certainly if you're going to do it, just you got to die within a year afterwards at least so that you can people like will go, oh, uh, you know, I'd read like David Bowie's memoirs right now if they came out. Hmm. That'd be kind of interesting. Speaking of guys who slept with guys. Certainly like, much more interesting, yeah. Than Mary Louise Parker. She yeah. has amazing breasts. She has really nice breasts. I don't know if she's, you know, into her like 40s. And she doesn't, that's what her book should be about. My amazing tits in my, into my 40s. All right, no more memoirs. That's it.
Matt, you're a large man who can't play any of the major sports, so I know you <laughs> delve into a lot of the uh, sissy sports, as uh, I think we call them, generally known as. Tennis being one of those. I bet you play tennis a lot. You seem like the kind I, of guy. No, I've never played. So I, you play a lot of tennis as a child. I don't know how the scoring works. <laughs> yes, it's sir. very complicated. Uh, well, because they made the scoring like 500 years ago. They haven't changed it. It's one of those sports Ooh. that's so incredibly stupid that they haven't changed the rules. Is it possible to reduce it? Because I feel like the you score in groups of like 15. So couldn't you just do one and two instead? Yeah, I'm sure that if you look, if you, I'm sure if you wiki it or Google it, you'll see that in the 1600s it made sense for some reason. Right. But it's the kind of thing like it's a kind of it's the kind of sport that's so elitist that they don't change like golf. They don't change the rules for like 500 years right because you know basketball football the rules have changed dramatically just in the last 10 years mm-hmm. but in these sports are like oh there's so much her- there's so much heritage behind it and old school behind it like in england that they can't change these sports fucking cocksucker like any sport if i paid money to watch a sport and they said that i couldn't make noise i'd be like why don't you go fuck yourself yeah like, we I'm- can't scream i was watching that we're gonna get to tennis eventually but uh there was like all those fights in the uh Packers Cardinals games and they were showing all the YouTube like people had filmed every fight in the stands and there were t- like a hundred of them yeah. tons of fights and all I was thinking was man it's so awesome it's <laughs> like the best sport ever it's hilarious it's just the, it's the best thing ever where people like go and like fat guys get drunk and beat the crap out of each other yeah yeah that's like two that's like going to see two sports like you that's pay great. for football and then you get to see like old ex UFC fighters like just haymaker it's each awesome. other. like and when a woman gets when a woman gets involved like a drunk woman gets involved and starts like throwing punches wildly and then some dude clocks her right and to me you paid like 100 bucks for your ticket you're getting a football game on the field and you're getting like a street brawl like all around well, people you. don't re- realize if you're not like from like some redneck area that when people fight it's not like they see you and then want to fight you so you can no. just get right up next to them yes you, you can stand directly yes. next to people that are fighting and yes. they, they don't care no it's not like a movie brawl where it breaks out and also in the whole bar is fighting. Yeah, that it doesn't happen, happen. <laughs> there's always one really one or two really drunk guys yeah and they just manhandle the crap out of each other yes yeah, it's, it's great and, i was i was reading uh, ISIS's opinions on Americans and they, they assume that Americans are drunk all the time. Yes. I was like, that's kind of true. Isn't it, it is. Well, if you go to football games, it is. But not <laughs> tennis matches. I don't think you're allowed to drink a tennis match. You have champagne or some shit like that. Yeah. And you're right. They, they, uh, this is the only, only, it's the only sport where not only referees and the officials, but the players actually make the crowd be quiet. Mm-hmm. Like they actually hush the crowd. They're like very entitled. Yeah, like you'll see players in the NFL like raise their hands, raise the roof, you know, get make louder. Yeah. The tennis players softer, softer. <laughs> it's a soft sport. Okay, I don't. I'm sure they're great athletes and all that shit like that. But anything a sport where the guys are getting sweaty in shorts and and, and grunting a lot is I, I call it I call it the sport invented by grinder. It's just not. Yeah, it's yeah. just what any off. sport like Andre Agassi wore like a big like a major wig while he was playing. You can't play a real sport in a wig. In a hairpiece, yeah. I yeah. think you call it a hairpiece a wig. <laughs> he was it's just it's like whatever i mean yeah you're gonna need great eye hand coordination to play it and you gotta have some stamina and shit like that but that's true of a lot of things that aren't really sports and a belt, like they wear like belts and like nice clothes like they're dressed nicer than i am right now they were you like, can't play a real sport looking that's really. golf that's tennis that's all that kind of crap i don't yeah. understand it's not it's fine look if you want to play tennis at the park or in their your, your country club or whatever that's fine it's not a real sport and now it turns out not only is it not a real sport that you if somehow nbc and every other major network covers uh, on the weekends but now it's rigged. It turns out it's rigged. There was a big study. BuzzFeed, who I thought just did listicles on like the top 10 presidential ties or shit like that. <laughs> uh, but apparently they decided they're a real news outlet. So they got some report from 2007 that shows tennis ma- a bunch of tennis matches were fixed. And people threw the matches for small level bribes and shit like that. Now the whole people who care about tennis are in, in, in big hullabaloo because maybe none of the tennis players they love, those matches were all fixed or shit like that. Does that actually matter to you as a uh, sports viewer? <laughs> and, and by the way, aren't isn't every single sport basically fixed? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it would be fixed because, like, um, the Malcolm Gladwell thing about the sumo wrestlers, like, they all live in the same house and they're all cozy with each other. Like, these guys, you know, there's only a handful. Cozy sumo wrestlers. (laughs) That's so seductive. There's a a small amount of elite tennis players and they've probably all grown up together. And, you know, so. They all say they're from Serbia or Croatia, but they're all trained in Florida at the same place. Yeah, yeah. So I I could totally see. And I was thinking about how easy it would be to kind of fix because you could just hit the ball into the net or whatever yeah no one would be able to tell just from looking at a, at a video that yeah, you, you grunt and you hit the ball on the net and you, you slam your tennis racket to the ground who the hell's gonna know yeah i mean it does suck that it's fixed because you know i gamble on sports occasionally and uh 
you can tell when a game's fixed and it's really irritating. Uh, it happens in the NBA a lot. I think. The, Would you say most of the games you lose are fixed? <laughs> Have you noticed the high high correlation between the yeah. games you lose and the games you believe are fixed? Yeah, I'm usually not on the other side of it. Yeah, um, it's not randomly not fixing in your favor. I mean, the NBA had a ref that was you know Joey along Crawford, with Joey the mob. Crawford. I think yeah. No, that was Donaghy. Oh, Donaghy. Yeah, yeah. Who was gambling? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I wouldn't doubt that Crawford's. I think Crawford's that all the ass. refs are involved. Yeah. And I think they choose certain games to fix. And I mean, you know, I went to Vegas once and you just go into one of those sports books, just the, you know, the enormity of it. Yeah. You just realize that sports wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for gambling. And by the way, that's in the U.S. If you go to England, it's even worse. I mean, they live to gamble and, and they have the whole I mean, they bet on the name of the ki- the princes, the king and queen's kids and shit like that. They gamble on everything. <laughs> Natural disasters. They have bookmakers just covering every single thing. People love in England, people love. It's just a, it's a national sport. It's frustrating family. to gamble on soccer because the games are always one zero or one. Like, how do you set the spread? It's always one, no matter what, right? Uh, or zero zero or shit like that. I guess they just go. I, just, I guess they like go props. straight up, just straight up or something like that. Or right. who's, who's gonna, I don't know, fucking, I don't know. But in tennis, it's like easy. It's just who's going to win the match. So it'd be easy, like you said, to throw the match. And apparently, they said there was dozens of, of players. This is two thousand seven, but they said. Uh, fifty of the uh, fifty of the people in the Australian Open or whatever the fucking Open's coming up, uh, up to fifty people competing have, are on this watch list for tennis players who might have thrown games with matches before, which sounds like about half of them. Right. So you know, at the end of the day, here's the thing: tennis sucks. Is there? Does it? Do you care if it's fixed? Do you? I mean, do you, do you care if the Serbian beats well, the Croatian or the Russian beats the, uh, the the Slavic? I just guy? feel like I don't want it to extend to like real sports. But no, I don't care about tennis. But I I would say that any pretentious like tennis fan, British type person, maybe just shut the fuck up now about tennis for a long time. Yeah, it's it's it, all you could say was it was a great competition. Now it's now it's fixed, so you can't say that shit anymore. And by the way, BuzzFeed, if you're gonna break a big story to show you're a news outlet, don't break <laughs> 2007 tennis tennis corruption scandal. <laughs> uh, I I say this for Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera Went, went balls to the wall when they said Peyton Manning is a cheater. Right, that, that was their first big story. We're going to break a big sports sports uh, news story, and they went with Peyton Manning as a cheater. Uh, you know, for an Arabic news outlet in the United States to come and do that was pretty ballsy. And I just read this week they're closing up. Yeah, so. they promptly uh, are they probably, shutting down. They now. probably shutting down. That so one I, lawsuit just yeah. took them all the way. So out. Busby's like, "Fuck it, let's just go after old tennis matches because we're kind of scared. You don't take on the NFL; it's just, yeah, you're not yeah. going to win that battle." Uh, Busby, more listicles, please. Tennis, you suck. I just I don't care. Just take it off the. I feel like tennis is like the sport that like your one uncle makes you watch just to show you, try to prove to you that white athletes are still good. Yeah, like <laughs> like this is where the whites excel at this sport <laughs> like there's nothing left on tv for like the archie bunker anymore to see white athletes yeah yeah so they watch tennis and golf right and they go oh what an amazing athlete i'm like no not really i don't know yeah it's all it's all bullshit and it's fixed so uh if you are fixing tennis matches if you want to give matt and i a call so you can give us a heads up on that that would be fantastic <laughs> uh we got a letter from hobby an email from hobby which is a bad name to give your kid maybe that's a good thing to <laughs> uh, this was big. All these stories. Oscars are coming up. The Oscar nominations come out, and it turns out the Oscars were really white again. I don't. The Oscars seem to be white every year, pretty much. You know, every once once they usually nominate like Selma. They'll nominate one movie just so they can show Oprah Winfrey crying in the audience every year. And then, the, by the way, they'll just like you know pan to every black person in the audience when they bring up the black movie. Right. Just to remind you that they have a black movie. It's like, <laughs> hey, what does this random black person think? And it's usually like the guy who's like the waiter at the place or something like that. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, but Oprah has to cry. But this year they didn't nominate any black films. And there's no, of like the actors and actresses and, uh, you know, supporting actor and actresses, 20 people, not a single black person. And so black, uh, you know, Spike Lee and Jada Pinkin and all these people who tend to get upset about racism in Hollywood are protesting. They're not going to go to the Oscars. I'm, you know, like you said, I'm not sure they were invited in the first place. Uh, there's letters to the Academy and everyone's in an uproar because the, the Oscars are way too white. I feel like this is like tennis, this tennis story we just talked about. Uh, yes, movie and the Academy is super white and the Oscars are super white, but it's always kind of been that way. And does it really, I mean, is this like the point of focal point of racism we should be discussing or is this just an inane masturbation, circle jerk Hollywood thing <laughs> where people like, you know, everybody just gives each other awards and they all make a shitload of money and no one, and nobody, this is not about social progress. Should we care at all? No. Not as a person who's not the least bit black, do you care? No, no, I don't care at all. I don't think anyone should care about the Oscars in their right mind because it's silly. Um, so you look at the Academy is 96% white um, and it's not hard to get into the Academy. So like Ice Cube, 
I could get into the academy if I wanted to. You just need one person to recommend you, I believe, or maybe it's two. I'm not exactly sure, but it's not hard. Um, so that, like Ice Cube was saying, like, I don't care. Like, why the fuck would I care? And it's like, yeah, so he doesn't care. He's the guy that uh, I believe he directed the movie or he wrote it or some shit. Straight um, out of Compton. Straight out of Compton, yeah, which is really the, the movie that they're – this is all about because it was not nominated it was not nominated for best film it was nominated for best support uh, best ensemble cast which makes sense um but you know america that, that was for the globes all right and the oscars i don't think it was nominated for best picture oh it was no, left out for, of the best picture yeah yeah no not for best picture but a movie like that is never going to be nominated for best picture whether it's white people or black people or whatever because it's about a rap group and the people that are in the academy are old and they go for pretentious movies about polio and stuff. They don't care about polio. This kind of I, by the way, I love polio. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of rap music. Polio, I love. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's not. First of all, they never, as a blanket, they never nominate comedies ever. Right. And they never nominate like you know action films ever. So like Michael Bay's movie, as stupid as they may be, that make a ton of money. Even Star Wars is not going to. You know, they don't get nominated for best film. It's always going to be some important drama, mostly, because the Academy. Uh, like I said, it's easy to get into, and I don't think people even take it very seriously when they're in it. Yeah, and so they get like fifty or hundred films mailed to them, and they probably watch two or three because they're old people and they fall, they take naps a lot. <laughs> I think old people take a lot of naps, and they watch two or three, and the ones they heard about some buzz about, which is going to be the Revenant and a couple of these other ones, like that get a lot of publicity, mm-hmm. and then they just mark down whatever their kid or they made or like one of their friends tells them to mark down on the voting. This is not like. This is just a silly institution with a silly award show. I know it means a lot because so many people watch it. But if you had to like, if you were just put yourself in the mind of a black man for a moment there, Matt, if you were like really like try to fight racism in America, is the Oscars the place you would, I mean, I know it's a really obvious, you know, spearhead of like superficiality, but is that where you would start as the most important thing? No, I don't think so. Look, I, mean, I asked you such fucking easy questions, dude. It's just an issue you of... Them, and you always nail them. ...of randomness, too. I mean, Spike Lee's the one talking the most about it. He was given a fucking award last year. Yeah, like, like a big award. A huge award. Yeah, so like an important black person award. You got 20 actors all together, and none of them are black. But, you know, America's 70% white. Um, frankly, a lot of movies targeted to the black audience are horrible, uh, such as the Tyler Perry movies. And so it's not that weird that all the nominees are white, you know, next year, maybe half of them are black. Who knows? I mean, black people are represented pretty well in entertainment and in film. And I think in the Oscars and the big Holly, big money Hollywood, there's certain black actors, Denzel and Will Smith and Jamie Foxx and a few others. Halle Berry, whatever they get nominated every time they're in a movie. Basically, that's not a crappy movie. Yeah. So it's just it's just they're just lazy. The Academy's just lazy. They just nominate the names they know, and if yeah. they're black names, they're black names. They're white names, they're white names. I don't see any in, inherent. There's no one going like, "Fuck it, I'm not choosing Darkie this time." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not going like that. Well, if you look at the you know the demos of the major A-list actors, guys who can open a movie, you know, it's it probably mirrors society, if not skewed more towards black. I mean, I would say it's 20, 20% of them are black out of those 20 people. Do you count numbers? Do you take quotas? Are you into quotas? I'm not into quotas, man. I was watching the Project Greenlight on HBO and there was a black lady who's in charge. She's a producer, but for some reason she got involved in casting because so quickly it was a movie about like aristocratic white people. And she was like, well, we can't have a, bl- if, if a black person's in this movie, he can't be like in a subservient position, such as driving a car or, or being a, a butler or whatever. And I was like, well, that's kind of the point of the movie. Yes. So like, I get that you're it's called the butler. Yeah. Like <laughs> I get a, your beliefs here, but you're, you're meddling in comedy and in story with your PC bullshit. And it's frankly, it was just super weird to me. Well, that was a, this, this, uh, there's a story about this book for scholastic, you know, that makes all the kids books. And they did a story about George Washington and the people were upset that these slaves were black. <laughs> like, you know, like, and not only were they black, but they weren't like, they didn't look really oppressed and beaten, that mm. they were kind of happy. Right. And the author's like, no, the Washington slaves apparently were really happy because in 1770 or whatever, were being a slave for like the most richest guy in town who was a really nice guy was a super sweet ass slave job <laughs> like that was like in context of 1770 they were the happiest fucking slaves around right. and they were also black because the black people were slaves so it's just like you said it's just the thing where like what are you supposed to so the email at Javi want to know her question was well and what's the solution is just nominate a bunch of crappy black films to make people happy is that the answer 
Yeah, I would like to know which films outside of Straight Outta Compton that are being referenced as being slighted because I believe well, that Jada, was... <laughs> Jada Pinkett was upset that her husband didn't get nominated for concussion. Well, that movie looked crappy. I didn't watch it. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. Bit... His accent in the trailer was horrible. I know that much. It's called Concussion. Who goes to see a movie about <laughs> called Concussion where like Roger Goodell is like running people off the road in the middle of the night to stop them from this concussion theory or something like that? It, it was just stupid. It was just stupid. Like an Al Jazeera to shut down when they took on the NFL. They should be so lucky. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, maybe they could do more black actors or make more movies about the black thing, but, you you know, believe me, if you if you make a movie about the black civil rights movement, anything, it's going to get nominated. Right. It's just like the Holocaust for Jews. You're going to get you're going to get you're going to get a nomination guaranteed. It's going to happen. But Straight Outta Compton doesn't mean it's an R-rated movie with a shitload of swearing and tits and, and sex and, and nasty rap language and stuff like that. That's never going to get nominated. No, it's just not. What and you like. and I like you like it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure I would like it. Too, oh, it's great. It's I love movie. that. I love foul language. Yeah. yeah, It's solid. Yeah. It, as far as uh, Negro movies go, would you say that was your favorite movie of the year? <laughs> I don't really see color. When I go to a movie, I don't bring a, a box with me and check off any demos or anything. No, well, you, sh- you don't see the you don't see the world like through Spike Lee's lenses. <laughs> this is a pretty fucking Coke bottle, by the way. All right, everyone, just shut up and stop the Oscars. Just if, you know, if they cancel the Oscars tomorrow, I would not. I, I for one would not give a shit. So I, I, I fucking I don't hate it. I just there's no other in- there's no other industry where they hold awards like 15 times a year for themselves about how important their job is. Yeah. And this is even people with important jobs, you know, like soldiers don't do that. And like police officers and, and people who like, you know, EMTs who save lives, they don't hold like award ceremonies for well, themselves. Well, soldiers get the, you know, before every big sports game, they get a little They segment. do get that. They do get that. But there's no like giant three hour primetime like soldier award ceremony 15, 15 times a year. And they, to talk about their craft and how important they are and how this is a special moment to thank their families and shit like that. The whole thing is... Well, they're not as attractive. No one wants to watch that. They're dude. not. It's just a fucking, such a circle jerk, dude. It's just fucking comment each other's faces. <laughs> like, it's got big sponsors. Everybody fucking cries. Just stop it. We have another email from Miriam. Uh, Miriam writes, she wants to know, very simply, is Khloe Kardashian retarded? Um... I think I feel like retarded is a technical term, so I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. She is. Khloe Kardashian has been I mean, of all the Kardashians. Everyone hates the Kardashians, except for the people who spend their entire lives obsessed with the Kardashians, which is like five percent of the population. Some ten million people who cannot get enough of the Kardashians and provide them all their money in their wallets. Uh, everyone pretty much hates the Kardashians, but I've always had a soft spot for Khloe Kardashian because a I feel like she was a bastard child, fathered fathered by OJ or somebody else, and and people just her parents keep her mom keeps changing the genetic test just to show her that she's one of the family members, and she's clearly not. Uh, she's at least twice the size of her sisters, which is unusually and just ungainly like large lady. She looks like a linebacker with like nipple, big nipples. Uh, she seems to be actually like intellectually retarded. She, I know her head went through a windshield when she was a teenager in a car accident. She just seems like she's got stunted like at 11 years old, like her intellectual, emotional IQ, whatever, is about 11 years old. And yet they send her out there, like the other Kardashians, as like this, sex, this salacious sex object peddling these stories to get attention. She's got a talk show coming up called Cocktails with Chloe, uh, which I can't imagine who's going to watch that fuck fest. Um, it's just almost she's almost like a retarded puppet child uh, that they're feeding lines to, and she's going out there and getting attention. Matt, is don't you feel sorry for the little the poor giant retard? Uh, I mean, I can't tell if a lot of that family is either just super smart and calculated, or just totally yeah, like mentally stupid. Like I don't know, Kanye seems like a smart guy, but I just don't get how a smart guy would possibly lack self awareness. I mean. To, to that extent i don't know i mean chloe talks a lot i don't feel like she has anything to say i mean she does seem kind of calculated for a retarded person though in terms of like all the stuff with odom or do you think that's all just coincidence i think it's just she's i think she's being i think she's being told what to say and do so i think when you see that stuff she's picking she's clearly picking out his like comatose carcass right <laughs> she's getting as much fucking out of that you know her comatose legal husband who tried to divorce her but she changed the papers that's all being run by somebody else. She's just sort of like that that sort of doll in the front of the whole stage, you know? Mm-hmm. And someone's pulling her strings. I really feel that. I mean, she's not smart enough to come up with all this. Why don't they get a hotter chick? Because she doesn't appear to be attractive and or have a, much of a personality. Well, it's a little so. late to abort her. Why would they pick her? She's 31. You can't, put her, <laughs> you can't put her in the ground and come up with another one. She was one of the kids. She's been there for a long time. She used to... She's had sex with a number of famous people. She's done her, her quota of rappers. Why did like James that. Harden... I mean, just to pick one... For example, you know, I'm sure he could have sex with a lot of attractive women. You know, he's very yeah. wealthy and noticeable. 
Why why did he do that? I don't know. There's some weird draw that Kardashians have for black famous entertainers and athletes that's hard to understand. I mean, I, like Kanye was obsessed with Kim Kardashian before he even met her, and these people keep going for the other sisters and stuff like that. There's some obsession among sort of prominent black dudes. I don't know if it's like the actual physical body shape of these girls or it's like the fact that they can get like a, a white, status thing, a status thing with like these really rich, like privileged white girls or something. like. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's some weird <laughs> ass thing, but they keep drawing these rappers and basketball stars and stuff like that into their bedrooms, you know, for all this shit. Yeah. And they put up a lot of shit of it. I said, Chloe. So Chloe came out this week and she announced she went on this tour in New York and Howard Stern and some other shows and, and a gay Andy Cohen show on Bravo. Uh, and she announced, first she announced she had a sex tape uh, right. with Lamar, which really was gag. <laughs> it's really fucking disgusting. She says she keeps, she keeps the sex tape in a vault, in a locked vault at home, mm-hmm. which is, assuming it's digital, like what, is, like what is actually in there? Like the hard drive or something like that. And first of all, it's disgusting. Second of all, your husband's like in the hospital or he's like half brain dead. If you're talking about a sex tape with him is like really pretty foul. Yeah. Let alone the the visual image of it, of him fucking porking her on camera. Uh, and then you, you wrote the story about how she claimed she was racially heckled at, at Dallas Mavericks games. Like, yeah. And then, so she talked to Mark Cuban apparently on a regular basis because Lamar Odom was on the team. And, you know, I guess owners like to pretend they're super involved in the team. But I just don't know if I, I believe that because he said she never mentioned it to him. And it does seem like the kind of thing you would mention. Like nobody, there's no third party evidence of her being racially heckled for dating Lamar Odom. No, but in the future, like when you say things like that, I would like a little bit of verification. Like, I don't think you should just be able to say things and then forget about them and never say them again and act like they're but true. I think that's what she does. I, I think there's like, I have this image of her mom, like in the car rehearsing like stories with her. Yeah. Because you don't want her talking off the cuff. There's no way you want that retard talking off the cuff. And I'm sorry I'm using that word over and over again, but I think it's <laughs> clinical. Uh, you don't want her speaking off the cuff. She's got nothing to say. What has she done in her life? She tweets and she eats and she has sex. I mean, even the sex tape thing was like... She's like a dog, really. Like already, a dog who tweets. She's like a dog who tweets. Like, we already used that one. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's not very original at no, this point. No, I think her mom fed her that one because it's like people know that it gets a good SEO headline or something like that. Yeah. she got nothing to say. I I, I, I honestly, I feel bad. I started. I used to just think, oh, God, what a horrible person. But now... I'm, and she gets she gets angry like a little petulant girl, and she does all this stuff. And then I think they're just like, now I just like picture like her mom and these other guys, and she's like a little kid, and people are having sex with her and filming shit and telling her lines three and thing. And she's like, oh, racial heckling. Just say you got heckled for racial stuff. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. And she's like a puppet. And I feel like she should be institutionalized with people who care about her, like a doctor who medicates her and it doesn't like doesn't hurt her. She should be put in a quiet place somewhere, like a, a park setting. Where she can play with birds and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting. I guess they're getting soft. You know, everyone hates the Kardashians, but at some level, they've been abused and exploited by their parents and everybody else. Right. And she may be that just fucking you know bird in a cage type thing where she's just like you know, let's let's go free her. You want to free her? I, I mean, you have I, to carry one end because she's a large girl. I'm curious. You know, if Odom, I don't know if he's ever gonna be you know cognizant or whatever, yeah. but. I'm curious how he would feel about this because I think he was like hated her already and I don't oh, think yeah. he was involved in getting back together with her. <laughs> no. I always said they sh- I think they should give him like a chalkboard where he can write little messages. Yeah. And it'd be like, kill me. Kill me. Kill me. And then he start handing you a pillow and shit like that. Just like, he's because he's watching. You remember how he was in the ranch, you know, and they said he saw this story, like the keeper of the Kardashians that drove him into like a drug frenzy or whatever. Hmm. He was so depressed seeing him, seeing his story covered on the Keeping of the Kardashians, how they labeled him as like a stalker. Yeah. Just imagine if he's laying there like, you know, this fucking tongue hanging out and drooling and shit like that. And he's like trying to like reteach himself how to grab a glass of water or something like that. And then there's like Chloe talking about their sex tape and how they're racially heckled when that never happened and shit like that. Yeah. It's just like, he's gotta be trying to like train himself to get the drugs again, right? To kill himself. I, th- well, if you do see a story that says like Lamar Odom had a pretty good, uh, period he was recovering and then he suddenly dies yes. i think it's that he's about to tell everyone what's going on <laughs> and someone kills him they off they off them <laughs> it changes magic something like that you yeah. could probably put something heavy on his face i don't think you can move it off right now no it'd be easy to kill him i just want to give him a chalkboard and see what he has to say before he goes I mean, he'll write memoirs he should write fucking memoirs I would read but that. he's got some stories i'd read that oh man talking tie hookers and crack that's the kind <laughs> of shit i want to read all right chloe put chloe somewhere safe everybody let's just can we do a change.org petition does other things work Get her put off like into a park setting in Switzerland somewhere where no one can touch her. Um, oh, God. I'm just going to get sick thinking about her sex tape. <laughs> Disgusting. All right. Speaking of disgusting, Matt, uh, Tila Tequila 
I believe you've uh, tugged one out to her before. Um, I don't be I don't be too bold in saying that. Uh, she's about four eleven, enormous tits, lesbian, bisexual, uh, uh, Singaporean girl from Houston. Uh, I think we all know her and love her. She's uh, fallen on hard times in the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> she was 11 or so. Uh, but really hard times the last few years. She seems to have gone off. The, she, first, she tried to throw herself out of a first floor window, uh, oh. which is very poor planning. Very poor planning. You're not going to die that way. I mean, if you're going to do something, do it right. You yeah, know? right. The second floor above, at least. She's pretty small. Uh, she only weighs like 80 pounds. She was starving herself at the time. And then she decided that she loved Hitler, and she was writing all these love letters to Hitler in the Third Reich. Really? Yeah. That was her face. She was for a while. She was dressing herself in Hitler gear and stuff. Uh, that got her a lot of backlash. And then she went in this porn. She got back into porn and started doing all this po- fake porn. I mean, porn that was staged of sex tapes was all, all porn for Vivid or whatever. Uh, and so she's sort of been on the decline. I think it's probably a lot of mental illness. I don't think it's much of a show any longer. <laughs> but she is savvy enough that she went on GoFundMe. Uh, we're the last bastion of people looking for free shit. And she went to go find me and asked for money for furniture for her and her daughter. She's got a daughter now. God for God. <laughs> That's good. I know, right? <laughs> uh, she's got a daughter. She takes care of by herself because the, the baby daddy's nowhere to be found. I'd, hmm. run, I'd fucking run too. Um, and so she asked for like $4,000 for furniture for her new apartment that she couldn't afford so her baby could have a place to sleep and shit like that. And as horrible as that sounds, obviously people donated and she raised in excess of her excess of her amount, her targeted goal on GoFundMe. Here's my question. It's obviously a horrible thing and she's probably spending the money on drugs or whatever she's doing. But isn't she smarter than everybody else on GoFundMe because she actually got the money from even dumber people? Yeah, I guess. So. I mean, I guess it's kind of like it never hurts to ask for free shit, you know, and if someone's going to give it to you, then you may as well take it. She said, like, people said, aren't you humiliated to have to beg for furniture money on GoFundMe? And she said, anything for my baby. This is what mothers do. I'm like, well, no, real good mothers save their fucking ass to, ass to mouth porn money so, <laughs> so they could buy their daughter a crib. I don't know about that. But doesn't it show that no matter how fucking mentally ill and stupid somebody is, there's always even dumber people willing to give them money. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand her motivation. What what I will never understand is who these people are that are giving her the money. Yeah. I don't get what that is about. I have to assume uh, that some of them would be women who feel bad because she has a little picture of a cute little kid in the photo and the kid has nowhere to sleep. I assume that's some of it because women are pretty easily conned and shit like that. And I think the other are just dudes who watch her sex tapes and want to bang her and think if they give her money, they're going to have sex with her, which, by the way, you probably could do if you didn't do it through GoFundMe. <laughs> Right, your point is you could just give her the money to fuck her. You could just give her the money and have sex with her, probably, and just take it off the GoFundMe thing. You're not getting the special prize. Her special prize, by the way, for donating, she's going to call you personally, yeah, and thank you, which means she now has your phone. She now has your phone number. (laughs) So good luck waking up every night two to four in the morning. She's wasted and calling you and and telling you shit about fucking Hitler and alien invasions and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, I mean, there is this thing where like these porn stars go on Amazon. They have wish lists of things they want you to buy them. Yeah, and you think, God, that's so stupid. Who would do that? People buy them tons of shit. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Farrah Abraham, even the sex tape mom, had stuff on Amazon. People bought like twenty grand, twenty five grand worth of shit on their wish list. Yeah. Who are these guys, Matt? I mean, I assume it's guys. Who are these guys? You think that buying a girl like a fucking couch is going to get you laid? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Do you know these people? Is it, are you I one of them? Really stupid dudes. No, I mean, I wouldn't even if I was dating a girl or if I wanted to fuck a girl. I don't think I would buy her anything because it kind of makes you look like a chump, right? Yeah. Also, you're a cheap. You're a cheap. <laughs> you gotta buy her a little something. You want to feed her? You want to feed her? I mean, I don't know. My friend was Value taking this girl out. He asked me if if he should get her a a, a build a bear, and I was like, "Yeah, if you want to make sure that she will never touch your dick ever, then that would probably be a good idea." Oh man, uh, that's so sad. <laughs> I love build a bear. I don't get no. I don't know why people are buying stuff for porn stars. I mean, their whole shtick, most of them, is like that they're lazy. Like the they all post stuff just with, about their dogs, and they go to you know like to take baths and. Well, they're tired. Imagine eat. if you had sex ten times a day. It's tiring, man. You see fucking male lions; they're sleeping all the time. The women are out there fucking chasing down the, the, the antelope and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how often uh, female porn stars work. I guess there is some kind of recovery period. Well, they having sex constantly. They gotta be tired. Plus all the drugs. Don't forget the drugs. Uh, that's that's important because you can't have sex without the drugs, and then you get tired. But aren't they making money? They're getting paid, aren't they? There's always this myth that I I don't think is true. You know, it's like an urban legend about the they all they all front like they're super normal and that they just like their jobs, and then you know a year later they all have a nervous breakdown and say that they were like forced into doing porn and it was like slavery. It's like, well, which which is it? Because I'm I'm sick of both of it. I think porn. I think of porn stars as like ex NFL players. Like once they retire from the sport, you no longer see them. You just assume they're dead. 
<laughs> like you never, somehow you never really see ex NFL guys in their fifties walking around. Yeah, they're all mostly dead. I think they die young, or they they're off somewhere in like in, in rehab clinics and stuff like that. And same with porn stars, you never see like old ex porn actresses walking around. Uh, yeah, I know one of them, uh, Taylor Rain, is a realtor. Her name's Nicole Price. I was gonna have her show me some houses and then just yeah. drill her about her porn career. And I, yeah, I don't know. Drill, if she drill was... her on that fucking green couch in those nice <laughs> Hollywood Hills homes that they always use in porn. Well, the realtors all do fuck each other because they're just in those nice houses and they have access to them. And yeah, usually their job is to be attractive and they're not very bright. And, uh, so they just fuck each other. It's weird. That sounds like an actually pretty awesome profession. I know. Uh, I think porn stars don't, don't, don't get out, uh, very well. Tila Tequila, I mean, yeah, your lifespan on her, she's, she's probably only fucking 30 years old and it's like, it's already gone downhill this far. Yeah. So won't you just go fuck? me once you give her a little money and by the way isn't everyone to go find me just some level of beggar yeah i think that's the whole point i mean it's gonna be called I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm, a guy like invents a new cooler or something did you see the go they're always inventing fucking wallets i always get emails yeah. everybody in GoFundMe is inventing a new wallet I, i've had the same wallet for 20 years how many like this like those kids like how many wallets how much could they improve the wallet i don't know yeah, <laughs> like, what is like, it, what does we it already do? have that does it, is, it, is it like a wallet slash like fleshlight if is you it look something at like it, that you could use that'd be useful check out kickstarter the like 10 20 most um funded projects of all time yeah they're all like a jacket with a stereo in it like yeah. just stupid shit I've that no one... it's always i've reinvented the keychain i don't know my keychain works <laughs> kind of well right now my wallet's fine i don't need my flashlight works well oh the brightest flashlight ever that's really good if i'm fucking like trying to signal aliens for a landing or something yeah. why do i need a ten thousand watt flashlight where am i going with that you know, fucking blind people and get sued yeah that's to me it's like we, we've tried every outlet where smart people give people money and now we're looking on the outlet where dumb people might hand over money right so i feel teal the key you're all right by me i think you know money flows from really dumb people to really smart people and she may she's somewhere in the middle gets crazy but obviously she's not the dumbest person in the world and nobody should ever say that again good luck with the uh <laughs> the, the crib slash meth buy whatever you're getting with that money so that's it but by the way when the money goes to go find me i assume you have no idea where it goes right it's just there's complete zero accountability. Yeah, it's not like you have to prove what you did with it later on. No, it's <laughs> no. Just show a picture of like she's gonna show a picture of herself in a furniture showroom where she doesn't buy anything. Just fucking high as a kite. Yeah, it's yeah. like fucking. Everyone's gonna ask where her kid is. She's not gonna know. Good luck, GoFundMe. Congratulations, Tila. I love that. I still love that name, by the way. Matt, you have a segment. Uh, you bring every week or so when you read an actual story, a headline, an article, sometimes just a, like a one sentence thing you bring yourself to read every week. This weekend in your I Shit You Not statement, you have a story about Neil Patrick Harris, who's, I believe, your seventh favorite gay actor in Hollywood. Uh, he has a, uh, a male servant, does he not? Yeah, so I guess he lives in Soho or some some place like that where you place where gay, gay, rich people live. Yeah, and he has some like bench, some like antique bench or some, you know, salt, nice bench. And some homeless guy stole the bench, which is kind of funny in and of itself. And uh, it sucks. By the way, it sucks when people steal your bench. <laughs> it's the worst fucking feeling of violation in the world. So then Neil Patrick Harris's butler, uh, who is a Latino gentleman, I believe, uh, found the homeless guy. Nice abs. And called the police. And so the headline was like, Neil Patrick Harris's butler saves or busts a homeless guy or something. Now, it'd be really easy just to assume that like he's married, that a gay, uh, upscale gay entertainment couple has a butler uh like every porn movie and the butler's just having sex with both of them. Mm -hmm. uh, that'd be the easy thing to assume. That's probably tr it's true, isn't it? Yeah. I would assume that he's definitely fucking his butler. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I just love the fact that he has a butler, you know, I feel like that doesn't happen very much anymore. And you know, he's a gay man and it, it almost seems stereotypical that he would have a, a male butler and it is, and he does. And so shit like that just kind of makes me happy. There's no way to escape the, the whole birdcage cliche is there. No. Just, I mean, any, any gay couple has a butler is going to be uh, Amador, whatever his name was, in the, in the birdcage, who's just like Hank Azaria floating around like in a, yeah, yeah. In a little bikini, in a bikini, in a bikini on roller skates or something like that. I mean, he definitely had, you know wears like a sexy butler outfit. You yeah. Know? But now let me ask you, beyond your gay stereotypes and cliches, uh, wouldn't it be awesome to have a butler? 
Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have a maid. Like, I would totally just go, you know, as a straight guy, just have a, a hot maid and dress her up and, and fuck her and stuff. But but I wasn't um, mean I wasn't talking about sexually exploiting immigrants, Matt. I was talking about uh, just having a dude who did all your shitty work for you. It'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I bet you that British butlers, you know, make more money than other butlers because of the again the stereotype of the British butlers. Like, if I was going to be a butler, for example, I would simply fake a British. Yes, I'd have a fake British accent. Accent. Yeah, I think you're born that way. I'm not sure you can choose that. Uh, but wouldn't it be awesome? Like, you think about like the 20 shit things you have to do, like in your life every day or week. And wouldn't it be nice to have someone just do that for you? Well, again, this is where the kind of gay part comes in because you could just have a personal assistant and call him your butler. Really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between a butler and a personal assistant? I believe uh, if they'll do anal or not. <laughs> I think that's the difference. At least you got to pay a lot more for personal assistants to do anal. They won't in Hollywood any longer. It's really sad. Uh, they have a cleaning service in LA. I saw that's that's uh, naked people naked come and clean your house, and I thought about doing that, and then I was like, oh no, that sounds absolutely gross. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I don't feel like. Why would you mix? I, I don't understand that either. First of all, I just assume they're going to steal everything you have. There's no. You just don't want to let. You want to let like hoary girls into your house when you're not there. Well, isn't it just a? Oh, I assume that you were there, and it was just a, a covert way of advertising prostitution. That's what I mean. I mean, why not get? Why are you mixing? Well, first of all, by the way, it's called top. They're the ones who are topless, not you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> you should be topless when they come over. I don't like when you mix. Like we talked about with like giving money to go fund me or Amazon or something like that. Why mix? If you want to have sex and pay for it, just have sex and pay for it. It's a much cleaner deal, and you can like check all the angles out ahead of time. Yeah, we start mixing in like, and we're also going to clean your fireplace and do your dishes. Right, no, I don't want that. I got I got my butler for that. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't want, like I want to have like a, a very one to one like simple transaction. Like here, here's what I'm going to pay you. And here's what I want. Maybe some people like the fantasy of it. Like they're not. Maybe they're afraid to admit that they're actually getting a prostitute. And so they call it something else. And then it's like, oh, as long as you're here, okay. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's not sad at all. I get topless maids come to my house and pay them like 500 bucks to come and do my laundry or shit like that. That's even more embarrassing, isn't it? Would you, would you be more embarrassed of a friend who was hiring a prostitute or one who was hiring topless maids and paying them for sex? Um, yeah, the topless maid thing is more weird. That seems like something like a, a serial killer would do. So they're not topless. They don't arrive at the door topless, do they? Uh, you know, I haven't paid. I haven't paid. I only paid my cleaning lady twenty dollars. So I don't know. I don't get any. I don't get any topless. Uh, it, they come and they claim the cleaner. I'm assuming, by the way, these aren't very attractive women. Uh, I wouldn't imagine because the attractive girls can be topless without having to get on the floor and clean your toilet. Yeah. So any girls can clean your toilet is not going to be a good, really good looking. No. Just by the nature of it. Uh, I don't know how we got off the topic, but if you want to give me the number later, I might call them. And, <laughs> I might call them and try it out. It's just out, and they, by the way, they drive that pink truck that says "topless maids" in really big letters. Mm. So, how do you love to have that parked outside your house for like an hour, just so your neighbors, yeah, just, just so your neighbors knew, like you had hired the <laughs> topless maids for your house? Well, just, my thinking was, you know, because I'm stupid and I'm the kind of guy that would probably do that. I may as well have them topless. I mean, there's no downside. No, not really. Until they're like fucking tickets in your toilet when they're cleaning and there's a shit on their tit and I don't really want all that stuff. But yeah, so that's the thing. Like when you're dealing with, if you really want to pay for sex, you get a prostitute who's a veteran. She's going to know all the ins and outs. She's not going to arrive in a fucking car that says fucking hooker on it, right? Right. She knows. She's going to come in the back door. She's going to, leave, whatever she's going to do, they know They know the routine. You don't want like amateurs to involved with that stuff. No. So, and they would definitely steal your shit. This this whole thing sounds really horrible. I do think, uh, maybe we can split it. Would you want to go to Hazzy on a butler? <laughs> <laughs> like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm kind of attracted to this whole idea. I don't want like the gay Latin guy with really awesome abs uh, who dances a lot to like ABBA. But I would like uh, a guy like to do like stuff that I just don't want to do like all the time. Like today we ordered sandwiches and someone brought the sandwiches over. Yeah, I don't want to go and get sandwiches. I'm, I'm I'm just too good for that shit now. So as long as they get it done for me for three dollars or less, I want to pay someone else to do that. All right, Neil Patrick Harris, you're all right by me. You got a butler. I think that's cool. Just uh, have, have at it, by the way. But by the way, I was uh, the gay dudes, unlike Schwarzenegger, who fucked his maid and, and she had a baby and he had to raise the kid and now he's paying for the kid. The kid just graduated 18 years later. He's going to college and everything. Gay guys, no babies. All you know, that, this is all, all, all that, all that butler fucking and, and, and no, and no babies. This is honestly a question. Is, is it just assumed that all butlers are gay? I mean, they never have like a wife living in the little room with them or anything. You mean, well, I think they're gay. Is like, that kind of part of the gig? Like priests, you mean, where they don't just announce that they're gay, but they just have no women in their lives? Yeah, or they're just openly... I don't know. I don't, actually, this is the first person I know that has had a butler, so I don't really know anyone who has a butler. Uh, but I knew people that had nannies, live in nannies and au pairs and stuff, 
And they were fucking all the they were fucking all the time. Oh so. yeah, Butler's kind of a male nanny because nannies fuck everything. They fuck everything. Nannies, nannies, and no parents will go. I mean, they're constantly having boyfriends over. They mean they're you know in a new place and whatever. They're having sex. You know, that's a good man, uh, Butler question. Everyone has the Butler answer from Matt. If they can write into us, that'd be fantastic. Uh, as for now, I just want to put the gay sex idea out of my. You'd mind. never see a nanny married to a Butler because they would just they cheat. It's just they they know the gig. They they both know that they're fucking the that master of the house. They, they might both be if it's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, yeah they might both be. I want to get off this topic. I'm getting a little queasy. <laughs> Our final segment today um, is my panties. Speaking of gay, my panties are a bunch. That's gay. But also the fact, the story that we're going to talk about. There's a uh, act, a child actress. Uh, her, well, she's 14. I don't know if she's children anymore. When you're 14, don't, you didn't want anyone to call you a child. You got upset by that. But I'm going to call her a child since she's a 14-year-old girl. Her name is Rowan Blanchard, which means her parents uh, named her to be a child actress because that's an obnoxious name. Yeah. Uh, she's on the show Girl Meets World, which is a spinoff or takeoff of the Boy Meets World show that was on Disney like 15 years ago. And it was mildly amusing and made a shitload of money for Disney. So they had the spawn of the show called Girl Meets World. This girl's one of the girls who meets the world on the show. Anyhow, she's 14. Everyone in Hollywood is either, every young actress in Hollywood is either coming out as gay, they might be gay, they were gay, they had a gay experience at sleepaway camp, <laughs> they, they wish they were gay, they support gays, all their best friends and their mom and their, and their, their sister is gay, whatever the fuck it is, everyone has to be gay. Um, either real gay or pretend gay. And she came out, she's 14 years old, and she started talking about her sexuality and how she identifies, she only likes boys, she said, which is great. She's 14. We want to know all about her sex life. Uh, but when she said that she doesn't like labels, she doesn't want to be called straight because straight is too conformist and all this stuff. And someone pressed her and said, well, you got to choose something. You can't just say you're nothing. That's really a bad, that's a bad, you know, message to send to people. She said, okay, I'm queer. So she just, she backed it. She defaulted into gay. She's queer and she's gay and she's clearly not gay. Uh, but she said she reserves the right to maybe change her mind in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, this is a 14-year-old girl discussing her sexuality in public and in, in, in news media and on social media, which is, to me, is pretty disgusting. Could do without it. It's pretty disgusting to begin with, especially since she volunteered it. It wasn't, it didn't come up in some like lawsuit or some impressing news story about it. So there's some PR agent in Hollywood or manager of these actresses who's like informing them they all have to discuss their sexuality and, and their connection to being gay because that's going to be good for their careers. And now it's gotten this trickle down to a 14-year-old girl who looks like she's like 10. It's just the whole thing is kind of disturbing. Um, but isn't it more disturbing? We've always talked we talk about this for many, many shows now. Isn't it this whole coming out and saying you're gay, we're not really gay thing? Isn't that even more heinous to the actual people who are gay when there's like people identifying that aren't, aren't you in your group that are identifying as your group just to be popular and just to fit in? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty strange. It's kind of like we came up with the term gay to describe people that, have sex with people of the same gender. Yes. So when you're not doing that, it, it's did it's, you wick did you did you wiki the word gay? <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I mean, labels exist to describe things. So if you're not gay, you can't just call yourself gay because no. you want to be part of that group or you want the accolades that come along with it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just nonsensical. I mean, and then and then the further you try and explain it, I feel like that's when you get a pass sometimes. But really, it's like what you're explaining is complete bullshit. Yes. So the more you say it and talk about it, it doesn't make it any more valid. No, and, they, and, these, and these gay activists and people who are really gay and have suffered in some way for being gay spent the last many decades trying to convince uh, you know, everyone from white Christians to everybody else that being gay isn't something you're born with. It's not something you choose. You don't choose to be the son of Satan and have, you know, a sodomy that you're actually born this way. You fall in love with the same sex and you want to have sex with the same sex and all this stuff. And you can't, it's an immutable quality just as being born black or anything else or a man or a woman and you can't change it. And therefore it should be protected as a civil right. And you should be, you know, you shouldn't be picked on and all this stuff because you weren't, didn't have to be gay. You were born that way. If you're born that way, how can you choose it at 14 or decide maybe 18 to <laughs> change differently? Isn't that really offensive to the actual people who are actively, ardently fucking gay? It's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of offensive to everybody because it's just like, you know, why are you bothering us with this shit? And, you know, I read the article that she wrote and she clearly didn't write it. No, I mean, it's written like by the editor of Cosmopolitan or something like just the format of it is not something that a 14 year old kid wrote. It's just no, super obvious. Some agency wrote it for her. Some writer wrote it for her and she put it out there. So I'd like to know who, like, first of all, her parents should be like, uh, you know, this is kind of gross. Maybe you should 
keep this to yourself. Yeah, you really clearly don't know stage parents. Because <laughs> one word stage parents don't use about their daughters is gross. <laughs> there is nothing too gross for stage parents. Right. I mean, you put a girl who's nine or ten into this, into this industry, she's going to be uh, like in, violated and molested and used in many different ways, right. including this gay activist way, by the way. And parents don't give a shit about it. They don't give a shit about that. So, but somebody, there's somebody in Hollywood cranking this out and, and telling these girls and, 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 you know, it's one thing when Miley Cyrus does it because she's fucking making $200 million and she's wants to be popular and fit in. She says she's sexually fluid. She makes that with a Victoria's Secret model, says I'm probably gay. Maybe I'm not. I, I can be open, whatever. She's an adult, at least. This is just a 14 year old girl. I mean, this is like an eighth grader. Yeah. And she's, uh, you know, having back and forth on social media and, and on Yahoo and the news and Huffington Poe talking about her sexuality. That's uh, French level disturbing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Someone needs to tell her to stop. It's, you know, the whole thing is just super weird. And, you know, it's, first of all, no one cares. So do we care or not? Because everyone wants to say, you know, it's not a big deal being gay. You know, you're born that way and uh, you shouldn't be discriminated against. And it's just not that big a deal. It's 2016. Get with the times. And I agree with that. So then it's like, well, then why don't you shut the fuck up? Because uh, no one cares. Yeah, dumbass. Do they ass, care or not? Dumbass 14-year-old girl. Shut your fucking... <laughs> almost gay trap <laughs> and by the way if you get a default why don't you default to the actual sexuality you are if you like boys you're not gay i mean just yeah if you like, had to pick one you might want to just pick the most accurate description would it be so bad to say i'm straight but i sympathize with gays or i'm okay with gays or i'm down i'm down with the gays or i have a gay no just lying say just be white people didn't vlog i say i have a gay friend that wouldn't be as much <laughs> about you though it's got to be all about you yeah i think it's a whole industry i think it's a whole professional thing it really is it, it bothers me in, in many different ways so that's what has me pissed off i don't I think the whole thing stops i don't want to hear about it. honestly unless you're an attractive woman of age i don't want to hear anything to do with your sexuality and if you're chloe kardashian i definitely don't want to hear about it you and lamar odom scrumping in the fucking <laughs> back of some small car <laughs> like cheeseburgers on the side and she's eating and ah, now I'm going to get disturbed uh, Matt you have something you wish to pimp and promote this week on the show uh, yes I'm on Twitter at Matthew Ralston and I'm on MattRalston.net and you can find some stand updates on there if you're in the Southern California area Okay, why are you talking like you're trying to have sex with me? It's really bothering me. <laughs> I don't know why. Put the blanket, like put the blanket back up. <laughs> put the blanket back up. For sound engineer Brian, sound engineer stars. This is Lex. Talk to you next week on Last Men Podcast. Yeah.